Hey, Daver here. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, this guy's Chad. And Chandler's back as well. How are we doing today, Dave? Uh, we're doing pretty darn good. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, crazy stuff going on in our uh, beloved wrestling world. Uh, what? Collis- collision? That one, nothing much happened. Tony Khan's big announcement hasn't come yet, Dave. Come on. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Not much happened in wrestling this week. It was pretty quiet, uh, pretty, pretty tame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, I want to pivot to uh, the other company. Um, yeah, what, what are we gonna What are we gonna do about Cody? Tell me uh, about the question. Did you guys watch the SmackDown segment, or did you watch the whole show? Because I only watched the segment. I actually watched the whole show. Uh, first time in quite a while I've seen a whole WWE show. It was really good. I uh, contemplated watching it, believe it or not, uh, but I didn't. Uh, watch the YouTube segment, which uh, most disliked YouTube WWE video ever. I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so much writing on this. That's like, what are you thinking? And it's literally like, I was like, watch. I've watched so many videos about this just because I can't help myself. This is like great. Like we're watching Hulk Hogan at the end of WrestleMania nine in real life he's stealing the spotlight of a younger guy in our time and it's like everyone i've talked to is like well why didn't the rock just win the rumble why didn't why are they pushing cody why have they done this whole story for a year i i'm not kidding i've been thinking about making a top five but it's top five wrestlemanias that have been ruined by the rock because there's like there are pretty good examples like okay WrestleMania 31, you know why Sting lost? Because they wanted Triple H to look good for the Rock match next year at WrestleMania 32. That didn't happen, and WrestleMania 32 sucked, so that's at least two. WrestleMania 39 was a great mania until Cody lost. Why did Cody lose? Because that was supposed to be Rock and Roman, and Roman was always going to retain, so he was always going to get to 1,000 days. So they just went, oh, well, why would we change the winner? Because Roman's going to win, which, like, I still don't like that. They should have changed plans, but at least in that logic, it makes sense. But it's like, this guy keeps coming in or he like teases coming in. He's like, ah, no, I'm not ready yet. So like, I think there's only one guy who wants this match and it's the, I'm sure there's more. Let me rephrase that. Like the match will be great whenever it happens. It just shouldn't be the main event of night two, or it shouldn't be in WrestleMania. It should be at Elimination Chamber. It should be at a Saudi show. It should be at SummerSlam. It should, like, any other time. Have it on SmackDown for all we care. Put it on NXT. But this? And there's, like, so many other things where Cody Rhodes was called himself the CM Punk. And then CM Punk said, oh, I'll be the part-timer to steal your way to the main event of WrestleMania. And then the same part-timer that did that to Punk stole it. Like, and, like, when I see that, I'm like, oh, it's a work. Please. Please let this be a work. Like, maybe they are building to that triple threat. Because that's a WrestleMania tradition. Like, WrestleMania 10 wasn't a triple threat, but you had Luger and Brett go for the title. Brett Hart won. He was the fan favorite technical guy. Same thing with WrestleMania 20, except it was not the same story, but it was name redacted. He won, and it was a triple threat. Same thing with WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan won. And so... That's kind of why I'm not like nuclear with this. I know it's pretty hot and heated, but I'm not like done with WWE because A, 
they could be working us. And B, WrestleMania still has a lot of good stuff. So at least the women's matches are unaffected. We're still going to get EO and Bailey, which will be good. And we're most likely going to get Rhea Ripley and Be- Becky Lynch, which will be good. But that's the number one Cody fan in the room. His, my opinion. What do you two think? Uh, I was shocked. Um, I, I was like, okay, Cody won the Rumble. We're just going to continue. It's going to be predictable as all. Never mind. Um, I'm trying to put some trust in a Triple H because he's been doing really well. So uh, I'm going to like wait and see, like hoping for the triple threat or maybe they'll Roman will main event both shows. Maybe he'll have to pull double duty on uh, something. So I don't know. We've, we've still got what a couple months to go. See what happens. So uh, fingers crossed. Uh, maybe they can find a way to make everyone happy. Yeah, um, I'm kind of wondering, like, when will Roman hit that record-breaking moment? Like, how far away is he from beating Hulk Hogan, I guess? So Hulk Hogan is September of this year. It's like September 2024. I don't know the day. They're not acknowledging Bob Backlund's reign, which is very odd because that's the middle one. They're going, oh, it's Hulk Hogan and then San Martino. But there's one in the middle. So... If they want to get to San Martino, he's got to hold it to like 2028. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I, it's one of those things where technically Daniel Bryan wasn't in the triple threat until the night because in kayfabe he had to beat Triple H and it could have been the Evolution triple threat. So we, we didn't get that match until night of. So I guess I still have that logic. But if they start selling the Cody Rhodes-Seth Rollins match... I am not interested in that. We've seen that match four times now, and Seth is injured. Like, everyone, since Seth has been injured, everyone's pitching him getting squashed for his title. Because that's what should happen. He's injured. But I guess MJF wasn't squashed. He had a pretty competitive match, and he was kind of on tapes and bits of strings. And, like, another thing that, like, really makes me upset about this is, wasn't that the whole point of Cody signing him, like, er? never challenging for the title again back when he first started in AEW because it was the big, if I win, I'll never challenge again. And he lost. And it was just because he didn't want to be the EVP that stepped over more deserving talent or something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? And that interesting. And it's like, Cody's done everything right. He's, he worked the hell in a cell with his booby off. He goes to every house show and signs belts and they're all over. I don't watch the TikToks because I don't have one, but it's all over their TikTok. It's all over their social feeds. Like they're hyping this guy up as the B guy. They just the next Cena. Like (laughs) pull the trigger at some point, please. Like how long are you going to dick us around? Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm taking the, the record into account like like for i think i heard that the rock wants to win the belt no (laughs) that's the worst i would take rock and roman just the match and roman winning and then it could be a shit sorry for swearing so it can be a bad finish i'm fine with that the rock winning that he can't even make it through a promo 
He doesn't, and he doesn't need the belt. Like he's above the belt. Like he's he's just he's a mega star. He's a celebrity. You don't need a title belt in that match at all. Well, Dave, you don't know this, but Cody not winning at Mania isn't just bad because well, Cody lost and that was a big loss. It was also bad because this year of WWE since then, at least as far as their main title is concerned, has been awful. Like. It was defended in April, so that's Mania. Then it wasn't defended until August. Then it was defended in October. Then it was January. That's it. Oh, man. So people just want to see this stupid title around, and they want to see it on, like, it's almost like, do Sammy so we can see it on someone. Do Drew McIntyre so we can see it on someone, like anyone at this point. But it's none of them. So I don't know. I think... I think this Raw is very important. Very, very important. And I think you're going to need to have, like, Cody Rhodes cut a pipe bomb or, like, that's not exactly what he would do, but something like that. Like, he needs to do something big, not just go, you know what, Seth, I think I do want your title, I guess. I think I will go for the consolation prize. And Roman buried Rollins and the title. Right before well, Cody came out, right? Uh, yeah, because he was like, oh, like when he came out, who were they chanting for, by the way? Who were, were they chanting for The Rock? No, they were chanting for Cody. So, of course, because that's the match. So they're big pop for Cody. He kind of talks about it. And he goes, Rollins, am I right? And then no pop. And he goes, yeah, no pop. And it's like, you know, it's it's almost borderline. I'm like, you don't cut promos like that. because no. you're you, You're supposed to build everybody up. Not like I I didn't watch the Raw promo, but I know it was Rollins basically tearing down Roman's title. He called it the Hollywood title. He said it's just politicking, which again, people are politicking their way in, so they're right. Don't cut promos like that because it's true. You're not doing anything about it. Ugh, it, it's just like mm. mental. So apparently Thursday, there's some. Big, huge press conference where they're going to actually announce kind of the WrestleMania or matches or something like that. And like, apparently, if like <laughs> if they announce The Rock versus Roman, then it'll be set in stone on Thursday. Is what I've, well, I've heard from old Uncle Dave uh, Meltzer, Wrestler geez. Observer. To be fair, they did run with, oh, it's going to be just Randy Orton versus Batista for like the entire build of of their match at WrestleMania 30. And that was where Daniel Bryan came in and they were just they couldn't ignore the fans at that point. So that part I'm always like plans can always change because I've been hearing this entire time for the last year that it was always going to be Cody in the main event. So blow that plan changed. So this plan can change, right? Like and I was talking about this to my dad, like a lot of the reasoning for doing this is the Vince allegations. And I was like, you know what? I get it from like a certain stance because they like Fox News and like CNN reported, maybe not CNN, but I know Forbes was like, oh, The Rock yeah. is back. But then the Forbes posted a lot of articles like this is the most disliked video on YouTube. This is The Rock politicking. So Forbes was like posting honest articles about this. So... I don't think this is the media attraction they wanted because it's it's negative for like 
a different reason. A, a much better reason, I guess, but it's still negative. Ugh. Yeah, I uh, thought about that too a little bit. Like, is is it all a distraction? <laughs> oh, but we were saying, like, if you just steady the tide, like, I know that's hard, but you just steady the tide and you end Mania by putting over this brand new guy, you saying, we're moving on, we're moving away from all that stuff, we're pushing forward. Cody Rhodes is that guy where you can just go, this is a new era. We just move on. I think that's your great news. This thousand plus day reign just ended. And look at this new guy. He's mint. And then you have the women main event the other night and you have them tear the house down. Like, I think you just steady the course and have a banger mania. I think that's how you beat these, like this negative aura that they have right now. But they went with like cheap heat. They just said that the trailblazers suck. That's all they just did. I mean, they can try to reset all they want, man, but things are going to trickle out <laughs> in the next year, two years. Who knows, man? Like, I'm I'm genuinely, like, as a big Cody fan, I'm surprised he's still as hot from his loss last year. Right. Like, they, they booked him well, but I'm surprised he's still the guy because I, I kind of thought he was done. Even if they do pivot and like, okay, we got to put Cody in a triple threat. Like the damage has been done kind of like the goodwill toward, you know? Well, there's like a few ways you could fix this. I think the only way a lot of people are pitching for like Rollins or punk or the rock to give Cody a pep talk and then start like vouching for his role in the match. And it's like, no, that's not Cody's character. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. He's the guy that bet on himself. Like, yeah, I mean, so my... he he already consulted. What did he refer to the rock? Special counsel, probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's already people, doing it. A lot of people are saying the match isn't set in stone, so they could just have rock as special enforcer. But like, it's very clear that he has stepped away from WrestleMania and Roman, which is just crazy. I know this, like, it's one of those things where. Punk is injured. Lesnar's gone. Rollins is injured. Gunther can't travel. Just make Roman go to chamber for Christ's sake at this point. Like, make him. He's your other champ. You're bigger than him. And here's how I would fix it. You just do Cody Roman at chamber. Cody beats him for the title. That's the only way I would be satisfied with this. Because they're obsessed with having him beat the record. Right. I know. I know. Which and like this is like sending so many other like concerned things through my head because it's like, okay, if Roman was going to retain with The Rock, was he going to retain anyways with Cody? Yeah, I think he was. It's one of those things where I'm like, what are they like? It's time, guys. Like, Pull the plug. Yeah. The dude's had what? 11 matches in a year. Yeah, 11 matches last year. We're up to one so far. Huh? I know I know it's apples and oranges, pun intended. Uh, how many times did Orange Cassidy uh, defend his title the first time? Well, I think in his one 32? reign. two. Yeah, or something like that. I think in his one-year reign, he caught up to Roman. And Roman had had his title for three years at that point, which I was like, huh, I thought Roman was a pretty good champ. But like that's kind of like what started mulling this reign, and... 
I will still, I'd still defend Roman's reign up until like WrestleMania 39. Cause oh, up he's until had then, gravitas. Like he, he comes off as a champion. It's just, it's just been too long. Well, I even think like, why would you end the Royal rumble with Cody pointing at Roman? Why would you have Michael Cole scream? What eating are we on? Is the story going to conclude? Why would you give him the game? Why would you market the game around finishing the story? Why would you have a mode about finishing the story in this game? Like, But you know what? At least Daniel Garcia won in the main event of Collision. There are Dude. bright spots. Dude, That's I why... thought the, I thought the whole Collision was pretty fire. Like I had a uh, I had a hard time finding a low point. I eventually got there. I told Dave what mine was. I, I bet you mm-hmm. at least one of you two are on the Ooh. same page as me. Well, unless unless you two have anything else to say about the the WWE shit, because I it's kind of the same thing with WrestleMania 39, where it's not heat. It's apathy. It's, oh, I don't care anymore. That's how I first felt when I found out Cody wasn't going for the title. It's, I don't need to watch WrestleMania anymore. I don't need to see it live. I don't need to be there. I don't need to be in this moment. I don't care. Which is, you know, you could say like, oh, it's just because your guy is in the main event. No, it's because they're like walking away from a good story. They've been selling this story. And they're just walking away from it. So yeah, at the climax, like you know, every story has a good beginning, middle, and an end. Like there's a, a certain structure to writing it, mm-hmm. and you're at the most satisfying part of the story, and now you're just yoink, pulling the rug out. I'm not even like saying letting it play out. I'm letting a lot of stuff on AEW play out, which is I don't like this, but it could go somewhere. There's something in it. I trust the people involved. I'm not letting this play out. I'm just waiting. That's the difference for me. Like letting this play out is putting in hope. Like I think these guys can pull it out the bag. This is genuinely like I'm waiting for this to be fixed or just fall apart. I'm just waiting. Because they had a house show on Saturday and they were playing bits of The Rock and he got booed. It was the only part of that segment where they booed. Like Cody was talking. No one said anything because it's just they're airing a segment that already happened. And then The Rock came out, and then they booed. I think that says a lot. Every single post that WWE has had, and I know it's just social media, but every post has been flogged with Cody. I think We Want Cody was trending on Twitter for multiple days. Like, I think All Elite was trending because of it. (laughs) Let's go. He's going to go back. I hope, like, ugh. I want him to do well because I think he can do well. I think he can be a star, but there's just one thing in his way, and it's this stupid guy named The Rock. No, it's a lot more than that, but kind of a sidebar. Did you check out NXT Vengeance, them booing The Rock's daughter? <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. I mean, that's like, she's, do you know she's the GM yeah. of NXT? Oh, so- so Nepotism I love much. So cult. I'll, I'll talk about that for like half a second because uh, I follow the Cultaholic podcast. They're like my favorite podcast. I just think they're funny. I really like their analysis. And what's nice is they come out after I've seen everything, so they never affect my opinion. But um, they were like they caught the entire like I've listened to them for the entire career of Ava Rain, and like apparently she came out wasn't that good on the mic, wasn't good in the ring. 
and like they just were like ah smoke and mirrors because she was a spooky person and like you can typically protect spooky people from having bad matches you know like you can you can literally smoke and mirrors them uh and then i think they just got to a point where like ah we'll just make her the gm she doesn't have to like talk or do anything like she just has to like say things so that is unfortunate that she was booed but it is a little funny although and, and on a sorry to sidetrack but braun and baron corbin whoa that is a shockingly entertaining team. Did you watch it? Uh, I, ca I caught that match. I, I think I need to. I loved Braun Breaker in the Rumble. He was yeah. so entered. Like, I, I wish he was in it for longer. And so the fact that he's heading up to the main roster, oh boy, I can't wait to see him. So, like, there are bright spots. We might get to see Bianca Blair versus Jade Cargill at Mania. That'll be hype. We'll get to see whatever Gunther match is happening at Mania. That'll be good. Like, there's still good things to come. Yeah, yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, do you want to get into uh, AEW? Let's yeah. go. I am. Um, so I know I've been a little negative on Collision. So after seeing the the WWE thing, my plan was to just be positive and like kind of ignore it, like turn like turn away from it. And you know what? I didn't even have to because this Collision was really good. So yeah. I didn't even have to like fake it or force it. I I thought this was a genuinely entertaining, good episode of Collision. Yeah, very yeah, satisfying. Very, very. Uh, yeah, they were coming to us uh, from Edinburgh, Texas. Uh, started out with a Continental Crown. Uh, man, what do they call the qualifier? Approving grounds? So, okay. Starting off bad, but this was like the <laughs> only match I didn't like. So, But it had a happy ending. So I was like, I immediately moved past it. I was like, oh, this match has a happy ending. I don't care. But... I thought the proving proving grounds thing was a Ring of Honor thing, and I remember from a Ring of Honor proving ground tag title match that the Kingdom had that it was you have to beat them or last ten minutes. So cut to my surprise when at nine minutes thirty seconds we're headed into commercial and they're not ending it anytime soon. So I just don't know because I thought it was a Ring of Honor thing, and this is where I was like, I don't care. I think Tony Khan just heard the name Proving Grounds and just wants to use it. So, okay, I'm fine with that. Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but... I, the first note I had was, at least it's for the AEW title. Like, that was my big complaint. I was like, why are we doing this Ring of Honor style match on a ring? Like, I was like, but at least that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh... Eddie Kingston defending against uh, Bounty Hunter Brian Keith. Uh, been loving seeing him ever since he showed up. I uh, believe he uh, was in uh, Reality of Wrestling, Booker T's uh, promotion for a little while. That's based in Texas. Uh, yeah, man, they uh, beat the hell out of each other. Uh, uh, Eddie... Did his uh, one chop to uh, Brian Keith's uh, face, kind of what he did with Trent. <laughs> uh, they traded headbutts. Uh, Keith does a senton on Eddie from the apron to the floor. Uh, I got written down here. Keith is a threat. Sign. <laughs> uh, 
they may uh they trade uh exploders uh then keith does a sit down power bomb to eddie covers for two eddie hits a back fist then an exploder covers for two keith absorbed the back fist uh and uh got written down here keith won't give up after basically 30 chops <laughs> uh looks real good looks strong uh we got a near fall after near fall on Keith. Uh, awesome match. Uh, Eddie hits the back fist out of nowhere. Uh, covers, gets the win. Tony Schiavone tells Eddie, quite a match. <laughs> Eddie says, all right, Captain Obvious here. <laughs> uh, he said Lois Rules, which is uh, Tony Schiavone's wife's name. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was funny. Uh, Eddie tells Tony to go interview Brian Keith, and uh, Tony tells Brian Keith that he is all elite. Awesome, yeah, that was that was uh, the perfect moment for that. I knew when Tony got in the ring, uh, that was going to happen. The, the minute I saw him in the ring, I was like, okay, this is what they're doing. Uh, yeah, man, uh, freaking awesome. Ed, Eddie uh, hugged him. Uh, held up his arm but then uh brian danielson's music hits uh kind of interrupts the whole thing uh but yeah we'll, we'll get to that match uh yeah what do you guys think of the uh match uh i loved it um i liked how um every time brian took a big move he just fired back and hit him with one of his own uh it was a good story uh cool storytelling i like how uh Eddie Kingston is always able to uh like he feels like a credible champion like take take the championships he's holding out of it if he is holding like a major title this would be a damn good title run he's always on his back foot and finding a way to win because that's what champions do and I don't know I'm really into I've been really into him for a while lately but uh I'm really impressed as how he's being his champion because uh he, he most in AEW a lot of their championship runs the chase is good they get the title and then it's like meh and then you're just kind of waiting for the next interesting chase and the next interesting person uh where this i feel like uh him him holding on to the titles is uh just as interesting as him getting the titles so that's pretty cool uh and then yeah i was i love how tickled eddie was when uh they signed brian that was kind of cool he's he seemed super happy and then uh, I just love I love this ongoing feud and how economically they're telling the story is with uh, uh, Brian Danielson of just hit the music and just steal that moment right from under him. And I, I thought I was like, what? Not even thirty seconds of time, and it was such a good way to just be have a good dick move against them. So all in all, very satisfied with that beginning. How about you, Chandler? I hate to say it. I mean, I haven't been the biggest fan of Kingston's title run. I just don't think it's for me. I think I like him more when he's on the chase. Because when he was in the classic, I was like, oh, I see what everyone's saying about this guy. Because before then, I was like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't really get this guy. He's not my thing. Then as soon as he was in the Continental Classic and he was two down and he was on the chase, because it was then, if I lose any of these matches, I lose these belts. That's when I really took on to Eddie Kingston and really started liking him. So I, in that sense, I kind of disagree because, um, or I just don't agree. I don't even think that he's been bad. It's just not been interesting for me. 
Um, but the match definitely picked up, I would say, after the commercial break. Because there's a lot of good spots. Like, <clears throat> Brian Keith hit an Irish whip. And then uh, Eddie Kingston immediately hit a backfist. I thought that was pretty pretty nice. And then, you know, Kingston did like 20 or 30 machine gun chops. And then Keith immediately, like, just went for a kick. And they both sold it. I thought those were really good spots. But it just wasn't clicking for me. But, again, the uh, Brian Keith All Elite announcement. I think that's... I want to say it's not my first because I know I've seen the Adam Copeland one and the uh, Will Osprey one. But to me, this felt like the first like, oh, they got an indie guy. Heck yeah. yeah. Like they didn't just sign a big name. This is like a indie guy that I've kind of grown to like. And, you know, I want to see more of him. I wish he won one of these matches that we've seen. You know, I'm sure he's won a match on Rampage. But, you know, that's at that point, it's kind of nitpicking. It doesn't matter. He got the contract. He's all elite. So. I'm happy for him. And then just to say exactly what you guys were saying, I'm starting to really dig this feud of Danielson coming out and just stealing the spotlight. And then I hate to say it, he did because this next match was phenomenal. Yeah, it was pretty mind-blowing. So Ryan Danielson did steal the spotlight. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, real quick, though, like it's clearly Danielson versus Eddie at uh, Revolution, right? For kind of oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the story yeah. I'm telling. Dude, okay, I'm I'm just ready for that, man. Like, ready for that. Uh, Whew. Do you think, dude, Danielson's finally going to win uh, some gold in AEW, huh? No, I, th I think it's just because he said he's never wanted to in this run. But maybe this is different. Maybe with this, he could go down to Ring of Honor and wrestle some of the younger talent. He could go to New Japan and wrestle a lot more New Japan people, Ooh. so... Maybe maybe that's his end. Maybe cool. he'll he'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm ready ready uh, for Revolution. Uh, got a lot of cool stuff lining up for that. Uh, better build this time than I've seen in a while. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun stuff. But uh, yeah, moving along here, we get a little recap of the uh, quote-unquote CMLL invasion. Uh, oh, it's underway! <laughs> We're under siege! They came up uh, for the one segment and then left politely. Uh, I did read today that uh, Forbidden Door might be a lot more heavily CMLL-focused uh, this year. Well, they're not uh, going to have Osprey. That's going to be, he's going to be an AEW. And Okada might not even be at the event. He might be in WWE. So those are two yeah. big names that they lost. So Bushi's already in AEW. Oh, Bushi, except he hasn't really, has he been around for the Forbidden Doors? I don't think he's he was injured. The last one. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't enjoy his work. <laughs> Take. <sighs> yeah. Maybe, maybe next Okada, match. I love it love okada like he has proven to me for me watching his matches that yeah whew. one more one more little throwback to the cody thing that decision was so bad i don't want to see okada in wwe anymore because i was like i was like oh you know what take it or leave it i could have him in either one i'd be happy now i'm like nope i want to see him in AEW because at least he'll still be okada at least like Man, I, want, I want drew no, oh, I, I would Galloway. Love, I'd love to see him in AEW because he's so good. But his run in WWE is really good. So, yeah. I like. I hate to say it, 
a lot of the time when you have a big WWE guy come in for like six months, they're like, happy go lucky. I'm just happy to be here. And then they feel like they start a character like Adam Copeland is just now starting to figure out what he's doing. And that's fine. I don't want to see Drew McIntyre be like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. I want to start kicking people's heads off. So if, if he comes to WWE or AEW, uh, I want him immediately to just like Claymore, whoever the champ is, and be like, yeah, we're fighting at the next pay-per-view. Deal with it. Yeah. That's the Drew I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, we get a Moxley promo talking about uh, the CMLL luchadors um he says the bcc studies the history of professional wrestling all over the world um and they have respect for luchadors and uh their heritage uh but he says but dude you come into my house and talk some shit got into my face i'm not even mad but that behavior must be paid for uh aw is like that (laughs) that other show on the other channel easy lazy american wrestlers Ooh, uh no don't say that's a gunther he'll chop (laughs) you it's at least one says no man this is all elite wrestling uh and the bcc is the elite of the elite um he says he hopes and prays we never show our Hope and pray we never show up in your backyard, uh, which clearly they're going to do. <laughs> uh, man, I didn't know a whole lot about CMLL. Triple uh, A was kind of the predominant uh, Mexican promotion that I heard about and you know knew knew about. But man, uh, this next match, woo, unfreaking believable. Uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, Hechicero, whoo, unbelievable. Uh, that entrance with the techno and the yeah. freaking flaming rocks. So much the, fire. Dude, kind of a little Randy Orton Viper stuff. <laughs> uh, man, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, really love the intro. Uh, let's see, early on, they got each other in a leg lock at the same time. Uh, each, like, literally wrenching on each other's leg uh danielson gets uh hechichero in a romero special uh he escapes and gets danielson in one of his own and rolls danielson around the ring uh hechichero hits a guillotine leg drop on danielson um dude this dude was just out wrestling danielson like making him look like a chump it was kind of neat uh Hechicero ties up Danielson, uh, pins him for a two count in this crazy submission. Uh, Danielson gets uh, the the label lock on Hechicero, and he escapes. Uh, yeah, they keep talking about this uh, Yave style uh, with these CML guys, uh, dude. Like loving Maybe it. Maybe it's the way start, to go. Yeah, I gotta start researching. Uh, figuring out what's uh, what it's all about. Uh, we get another crazy submission on Danielson, but he gets to the ropes. Uh, Hechicero does a spinning hammer lock into a backbreaker on Danielson. Uh, we get rolling pins and counters. Uh, uh, Danielson ends up uh, pinning Hechicero. Uh, 
in that little uh, chaotic mess. Uh, Hechicero attacks Danielson. Claudio comes out to his rescue. Uh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh, that'll be dynamite, right? We get that uh, that match. Man, where is uh, Wheeler, the great Yuta? Well, that would even make sense because it's four luchadors and four members yeah. of BCC. Is he dead? Did he die? Did he did he win the pure championship and just went away? He ascended. Oof. Oh, they're like, oh, you won the big one. You're up there, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, digging the CMLL uh, influence we're getting here. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really into it. What do you think, Chandler? I felt a lot like uh, Mr. Brian Danielson in this match because uh, you can tell in his selling, he underestimated Hechicero, and so did I because I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm sure this match will be fine, but I'm used to, like, Commander, who yeah. always comes out and he does some fun flips, and then he loses very convincingly. Even Penta, right. like, he'll have a great match, but he also loses where it's like, okay, he definitely lost. But this match ooh, i believe you can always tell when a match is gonna go and be truly great and this isn't like an all-timer but it was really good for tv like it was great so <clears throat> they do something early on that subverts you so for me it was in that darby Takeshita match like earlier this year where like they were gonna do the dive with darby and the Takeshita need his head off and then did the three rolling germans and then uh that was Hechicero doing Daniel Bra or Brian Danielson's move all around the ring? Because that was insane. He was just kind of rolling around with him in that horrible maneuver. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And at first I was like, oh, is he just like, like he just can't do it? And then it's like, oh, no, he's making it worse. And then it wasn't just that. It was Danielson's selling of it immediately because he was just like, he was scared. He was like, what did I get into? This is a bad idea. And so... Just on and on from there, Hachisero immediately hit a, a guillotine leg drop where he like, like wrapped his leg in the air, wrapped his legs around Danielson's neck and threw him to the ground. That's a great move. And Danielson tried to go for a Hurricane Rana and he countered it into a power bomb. It was insane. So I loved this match. I loved how the roll up was desperate because I've been kind of negative on the, the roll ups that we've had, but. Yeah, that's how you sell a roll-up. Like, mm -hmm. holy shit. Like, if this don't work, I'm screwed. Yeah, th that was Danielson's, like, I have to do this. I have to do this because I'm going to lose. So I thought that was great. And then it really does protect Hechicero. I want to see him more. I want to see him sign. I'm sure he's got big ties with uh, CMLL, so he can't just leave. But whenever he's done, I'd love to see him signed. So, yeah. The one, the one like, slight, 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 slight negative I have for this match, and it's like just nitpicky on commentary they're like that was the most impressive win we've ever seen for brian danielson and i was like <laughs> he did tap out okada with the broken arm though yeah so like hate to be that guy and go erm actually but erm actually he did do that so i respectfully disagree Hey man, for for their part, like every match, every night is the best. I know, I I know. They have to like. I love it when it's like a crap match, and they're like, "Wow, insane yeah. maneuvers!" And I I'm can't like, believe what we just saw. Oh, he's like, doing another it was wrestle. Hilarious. <laughs> I gotta rewatch like WrestleMania 32 because I remember watching like Triple H versus Roman Reigns and like being like, "Oh, this match sucked." 
but I never listened to commentary, so I gotta go back. But anyways, what did you think, Chad? Ah, uh, I love this. Uh, one of the things I always geek out over is like amazing counter wrestling. Like I just love how like you know you're like Adam Cole or Jay White when he's on just has an answer for everything. And he drew like not only did he have an answer for everything, he was like six steps ahead every time throwing out stuff that I'm sure I've never seen before. Like there's a few times where I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, my, I was, my mind was blown and uh, yeah, I liked, I, I was listening to a, another podcast and there, as far as anyone could tell, this is the first time these two have ever had a match together. And imagine if they like do another couple matches, like what their chemistry would be like then. Holy mm -hmm. crap. I think that's what they're just kind of doing on Collision right now. Is like, well, this is still Danielson's last full-time year, and we kind of need to sell these Collision matches. So, like, we'll just bring out people that Ryan wants to wrestle, which was Yuji Nagata, which yeah. has Cerro. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't announce someone for next week's Collision, but I'm sure we'll get that on Dynamite. So, yeah, I hear, I hear they want to try to get Blue Panther, which uh, might be pretty interesting. I'm not I'm not familiar on who that is. Is that a big time? I, I don't or? know a ton. I just know it's he's on uh Brian Danielson's bucket list. So you know it would be it'll be fire if they, they do get to it. Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Um yeah, it was kind of like huh, you didn't quite know what we were getting into. Like I kind of have like, you know, commander. Well, commander's pretty darn good, yeah, but like exactly. gravity like vibes. Lucha guy stuff. Like, like oh, okay, we're gonna see guy. some lucha shit and then uh and then they, uh, he'll uh, he'll he'll hit him with a Basaiku knee and it'll be oh, that is not what happened. Well, yeah. maybe it was maybe it was because he was standing in the ring with Brian Danielson, who isn't the biggest guy in the world. This guy looks like your stock average. 80s or even 50s lucha libre wrestler like big strong man i'm gonna throw you around but he was out again out maneuvering brian danielson so it's crazy that someone of that size and stature is able to keep up so yeah more hechicero up the hechicero yeah give me give me more um cool yeah after that we got lexi nair backstage with ftr and daniel garcia uh, she wants to know, is the plan to keep the trios team alive? Uh, Garcia says they never plan to be a trio. Uh, people are calling them FTRCA, which I kind of like. <laughs> mm. uh, he says uh, they don't even have matching gear, um, but he's glad they're by his side. Uh, Cash Wheeler says he likes having one of the most rising stars by his side. And they're starting a new chapter with the patriarchy. Uh, Dak says the rankings are back. Uh, and they didn't make the tag rankings, but they're uh, on the trios rankings. And that is unfortunate for Christian and his sons. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. K kind of a weird, like, I don't know how they really got to the patriarchy. Did anything happen to even... No, uh, the, build that. Got to have trios matches to yeah. get number one contenders. I think that's your logic. Yeah, I think the story was the rankings there. Just, mm -hmm. yeah. I will say, when I pulled up Fight TV, it'll always like advertise a match on the side, and it was FTR and House of Black in a steel cage again. 
So I was like, and I knew nothing about this collision because they didn't announce anything. I was like, were they so mad about people saying like, oh, the House of Black don't do jobs? I was like, did they just run it back? Okay, I'm fine with that. Like, that was such a good match. But I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's the patriarchy. Okay, but we'll get to that. Ooh. Um. Cool, yeah. Uh. Yeah, looks like fun stuff. Uh, main event, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, we got a uh, hook handicap match. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry for you too. Big Ariel. What yeah. what do you do to my boys, Tony? What do you do? How could he do this? Their gimmick uh, is the best. So did good. he ask Dasha to uh, to butcher their names on the intro too? Like I, was, I almost shut it off right then. She called him a uh, Truth Turbo. <laughs> Dude, she is messing up, poor girl. Uh, has uh, Roberts not been around? I haven't. He was, on like he's on... he was? Okay. I, I, I know he was. He comes around for like championship matches and pay-per-views. Dasha messed up Wardlow's name on Dynamite. Yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Wardlow. <laughs> I'm sure it's a hard job, you know? Everyone makes mistakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, yeah. I hate to say it. At least it's on like TV. You know, it's not on like pay-per-view main events. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. If if they were messing up those, it's like, well, why are you there, man? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get Hook versus the Outrunners, uh, Turbo Floyd and uh, Truth Magnet or. Truth Magnum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, Hook uh, ended up winning with the Red Rum. Uh, they didn't get much in. They tried. Uh, but yeah, it was good to see them. Uh, <laughs> they're so cool. Like, they probably need to be in prestige when we go see them. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I want to see them against uh, Midnight Heat. I was about to say Outrunners versus Midnight Heat would sell out any arena, any arena, anywhere. I don't care. It will. Yep. Um, I I thought the ref, I thought he was in on it. I thought he was a dirty ref. Because as soon as he put in the red rum, he was tapping. Like immediately he was tapping. And the ref didn't do anything. You want to just, you want this poor man to suffer? You want this poor man to be choked out on live television? Cruel. He tapped. He was done. He submitted. Uh, but yeah, fun stuff. Uh, trying to make Hook look uh, even better. Um, does that count as two wins? <laughs> I, I will say I am. I don't know why. I am surprised that Hook is still getting this push, I guess. Because he's still winning matches and Seems like they're setting up a big Brian Cage match at the pay-per-view, but it's nice that they're not, like, forgetting about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, So after that, uh, speaking of not forgetting about someone, uh, we got Tony Schiavone with uh, Mark Briscoe. I got written down here. uh, It was good that they didn't have him come out for the one year anniversary of Jay's passing and then just forget about him, you know, till some other later point. Uh, let's see. Tony Schiavone asked him about house of black. 
uh, Mark Briscoe puts over Tony Schiavone, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair. Uh, said he watched them all when he was a kid. Uh, says last week he got uh, back jumped by the House of Black and thrown off the stage like a sack of taters. <laughs> Uh, and left for dead, but uh, fast forward to the end of the episode, and the House of Black uh, crawled back, licking their wounds. Uh, he says the most it's the most challenging year of his life. Uh, he was one half of the baddest tag team on the planet for 20 years. Now he's flying solo. Uh, he says it's all right, because you knock me down, I'm going to get up. You shoot me, you better kill me. Uh, we fight till we can't fight no mo, and we fight some mo. <laughs> uh, the lights go out. Uh, we got uh, House of Black on the big screen. Malachi Black says, that was beautiful, emotional. <laughs> then he says, I love magic tricks, especially the one where the magician makes people disappear. Uh, he says, that's what will do to you will eradicate you from the history of pro wrestling and it will happen just like this and uh they don't actually do anything they just get in his head and uh yeah so weird we're gonna get a mark briscoe house of black feud cool how will that work who will he have with him um well, he's teamed up with Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes before, so if Keith Lee is healthy, that's an option. Jay Lethal he's, can turn face. He's Jeff also Garrett teamed with the Hardys face. before. Oh, don't say that! <laughs> don't ruin this. I'm like, I'm looking forward to this. Like, there's a lot of stuff at AEW right now where it's like, I don't know if that's what I personally would do, but I'm fine with it because they're going to be on TV. I'm going to see like the Bang Bang Gang, right? I don't know if I would have had him win the Ring of Honor trios titles. I would have just had him go for the trios titles, but I'm sure that's where the story's going to go eventually. So, and I'm they're funny and entertaining right now. Um, I was wondering. So obviously, this will lead to at least some singles matches. Are they doing this so that uh, Malachi Black can beat the "I don't take job" allegations? You know, I don't do jobs, brother, because that's kind of been a big thing where. I, I don't know for sure, but I think people are like, oh, you don't really, you know, take lo losses. And it kind of came out with the cage match because they announced it and they're like, oh, it's going to be a cage elimination match. And then they went, oh, it's going to be an escape the cage match. And they claimed they always said it, which they didn't. I, I we were all there. They didn't. Um, So maybe this is all for that. Or is Mark Bristol just going to lose? I hope not. Um. Do we think, uh, or how long do you think uh, Malachi and Buddy have on their contract? Are they gonna? I think scoot? like three years. Malachi's around for a while still. Oh yeah, they'll be around unless they get released, which I don't. They don't seem like the kind of guys to do that. Like Andrade was trying to get into fights to get fired, but these guys, they're like, whatever, we're not happy, but we'll just write it out. Like, I think they're fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess uh, YouTube universe, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, <laughs> Malachi Black and uh, House of Black not want to do the job? Uh, or is it all just a rumor? Um, also, do they want to leave AEW? Let us know what you think. 
Don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, and we really appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, so, sometimes these longer form things don't go uh, go so well on YouTube. So we also put this out in an audio, uh, audio form uh, uh, podcast. So check out uh, check out the, our podcast anywhere uh, audio podcasts are found. We have plenty of short form content too. If you want to check that out, I know Dave and Chad have been pumping out some nice top fives. I know Dave is working on a nice meaty long history video that I'm quite excited for. So we got, we're not just a podcast folks. We got plenty of videos. So make sure to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got plenty of ideas. Uh, basically, uh, the more support we get, uh, the more cool stuff we can make. And, uh, yeah, it'll just snowball from there. Uh, yeah, we all have uh, real jobs. <laughs> uh, but one day, hey, wouldn't it be nice to just uh, work Do in the biz? Do this full time. Do this we'll, full time. We'll all be the next Dave Meltzer. And we'll all, like, all of our like stars will be, like, as weighty as his. So it'll be, like, Dan Housen, five stars. Cody Rhodes, five stars. Wow. Chris Jericho. Uh, I would be fair. Stars. I, I would be fair unless he beat someone I liked. Then it would be, oh, this is a dud. <laughs> Negative uh, stars, but, brother. Uh, yeah, don't forget, too, our next uh, subscriber milestone is going to be 250 mm -hmm. subscribers. We're climbing. Creeping up, uh, yeah, creeping up. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to do something pretty outrageous. Uh, uh, we'll keep if you have any suggestions. Let us know down in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, all right, yeah. Next up, we got a uh second women's match. Um, first, of the night, the first. First, the first of two, first, first of two. Uh, Serena D back in action. Uh, second match back, uh, versus Queen Aminata. Um, yeah, both are great. Uh, I wrote down here, sign Aminata. <laughs> uh, we got a guillotine uh, choke to Aminata on the apron from Serena Deeb. A, a hip attack to Serena Deeb from Queen Aminata. Uh, Serena Deeb does a figure four on the ring post to Queen Aminata. Uh, and... Queen is no match for Deeb. Uh, Deeb gets the serenity lock on Aminata for the win. Uh, just love how she drives that knee into the mat before, like, weakens it. Oh, love it. Uh, yeah, really loving it. Uh, kind of a quick, uh, quick match, but uh, both women looked uh, powerful uh, and like they belong on television, honestly. Uh, yeah, what do you think of it, Chad? Oh, I love that Deeb's back and she's picked up right where she left off. I like like even when the match starts to get hectic, she always looks like she's calm and under control and she's just executing her plan. Like um I I I could see her carrying a title hopefully soon because she just seems so dominant. Um uh, yeah, and Queen Queen Aminata. Did I get it? I think I got it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, amazing. Uh I I kind of First, hopefully foresee her getting the uh the brian keith treatment there see her a few more matches then uh give her the all elite graphic because uh, i think she'd be a good get as well 
how you feel about that, Chandler? I agree. Uh, uh, Queen Amanada has been around a lot lately, and she's been doing well, and I really like watching her wrestle. I think she'd be a great addition to the AEW roster. This match was it was so-so, but didn't need to be anything special because he still had Serena D win dominantly, so that's kind of what you needed. Uh, her submission, the Serenity Lock, might be my favorite submission right now. I just think it's great where she wraps the arm up, just jams the knee into it, and then wrenches it. Oh, I think it's done so well. Uh, and then I thought there was a bit where Queen Amanada hit a very desperate headbutt on Adib, and the way she sold it, it was like a shoot headbutt, but it, it was. I, I thought it was just great. So, yeah, um, a fine match, but Queen Amanada and Deeb looked really good, and uh, I want to see more. I think Deeb will challenge for that TBS title at a uh, revolution. Ooh, not not thunder rosa no she's interested in the women's title yeah did she call out tony storm she called out tony storm whenever the last time she was on and <laughs> that is the title that she never lost so you got to do that cm punk story somehow yep, yep uh but yeah i uh i like uh how queen amanada does that little like arm bar where she like wipes her ass on on her like she did that mm -hmm. uh a couple weeks ago uh but yeah fun stuff uh let's see after that we get tony shivani with swerve and nana um swerve puts over black history month uh puts over ron simmons kofi kingston and uh mentions our girl athena holding it down over there in uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, he says he's going to become AEW World Champion. He did bad things to get where he is, but he doesn't regret any of it. Uh, Tony Schiavone brings up having, uh, or brings up Hangman. Uh, Swerve says Hangman's in his way on his quest for being great. Um, he says... Uh, He's the man who's beaten Hangman twice now, and maybe third time's a charm. Uh, he says he is going to become Black History when he beats Adam Page. Uh, he's going to move on to Samoa Joe and become AEW World Champion. Uh, Nana interrupts and says uh, the Mogul Embassy will be right there by his side controlling everything. Swerve cuts him off and says... No interferences, so Paige has no excuses. Uh, see you Wednesday. Whose house? Swerve's house. Uh, yeah, cool. I like that. Uh, no interference. Uh, cool, cool move doing that. <laughs> mm. uh, Was well, yeah. it? Uh, is it leading to that um, Swerve face turn that we thought we had, and then it's like kind of got away since Paige is back, but we might still get. I mean, he'd have to be a face against Joe, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this was a really good promo. Again, I liked how it started. He was like, oh, let me interrupt you. It's Black History Month. And like Tony Schiavone, like, it's like he didn't expect that. He's like, oh, I'm happy Black History Month, I guess. Like, I just thought that was so awkward, but funny. Um, and I liked how he was like, I did really bad things to people, but I don't regret it. And I, I liked how he sold that. I popped for Kofi. That not I, yeah. I, was, I was glad for Athena, but I was like, Kofi, my boy. And then Ron Simmons, lots of WCW talent mentioned on the show. But uh other than that, um, and then the 
stipulation of uh, them not interfering. I really liked that. And it also sets up the fact like, oh, they could interfere and make Swerve mad. But I think this will be, it's all, everything's leading to this being a big time draw and being a triple threat, which is fine. That's what everyone wants. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I think I say this every time, but every time he comes out, he just seems like a big deal. Like even just a quick promo and the whole time I was just like, damn this guy just he feels like the next world champion he just holds himself that way uh so he just yeah he just needs to keep doing more of whatever he's doing and uh yeah i think the uh the the no interference thing is a good call i have a straight up uh i don't know you guys think it's gonna be a win loss or a schmoz for the the uh match Uh, next week yeah oh i think it'll be a time limit draw been a while since they've done one of those it'd be pretty dope Mm mm-hmm Man, oh man. Uh yeah. Um yeah, time limit or a DQ, I guess. Um Do you yeah, guys think um, now with everything, who do you think's winning that triple threat? What are your thoughts? Man, oh man. If you had to pick someone right now, I know where I, th- I know I we might Joe, not even get I it. I think Joe retains, then he loses yeah. it one on one against Swerve down the line. Yeah. See, I I was when like earlier this year, I was all for swerve, 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 and then I found out we were doing the triple threat. I was like, no, it is better for Joe to retain and then hold off because it'll be a longer reign. He'll get a few more matches in with other people. But I think with all this Cody stuff, I'm gonna pitch some AEW pivots here. I think Ooh. I think you put that belt on Swerve a month before Mania, and I know it's ambitious to say you suck the or wind out of WWE because I don't think anyone could, but this is like the closest you could get is you just go, Hey, we got this really good guy. Will Ospreay. They're probably going to have Mercedes Monet. They might have Okada. So you got all these people in potentially, and you just say, we're putting it all on swerve. He wins the title. Boom. And I know it's like different because Samoa Joe and hangman page are nowhere near the levels of kind of controversy that Roman and the rock have right now. But again, you just make that big statement a month before Mania, you might, you know, yeah. you might tip some scales or something. And that big mantra that, or what he says of, I want to be the first black AEW champion, that doesn't matter to some people, but it matters to a lot of people yeah. still. So that could get some, again, you're a month before Mania with this. So I don't want to yeah. rush anything. If they have a much, much better story to tell that'll end at double or nothing or Wembley, tell that story. But, if you do, which AEW is all about taking jabs at WWE, just put everything behind Swerve right now. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a bold statement, wouldn't it? Yeah. Month before Mania. Like it's it's yeah. kind of getting perfect for him. But yeah, I'm probably also, get more eyes on the product. I'm also still in the fact of like, oh, if Joe retains, I'm still fine with that because I love Joe. If Paige wins, that would be entertaining if Paige somehow wins and then Swerve has to beat him. Yeah, I think uh, my first choice would be Joe retaining. Second would be Swerve and third would be Hangman. I would agree. Um, I think Joe retaining makes the most logical sense and is best for biz. But I'm thinking like you just strike while the iron's hot. But it's not like the iron will still be hot by double or nothing. So, yeah. 
Um, let's see. Revolution will be before Mania. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if there's this big uproar about them screwing over this next top guy and the big brand, just look at the second biggest brand. They're elevating this guy to the moon. All AEW has to do is not screw someone over to the complete opposite. Well, I want, again, the other crazy pivot pitch I have is you on Dynamite. Because, again, this is kind of set up. And that Darby and Young Bucks segment where they're like, ooh, we'll get his attention right before the main event or like somewhere in the show. They just go, oh, you know that tag title match you had? We've like accepted that on your behalf. So we're going to fight Ricky Starks and Big Bill for the tag titles on your behalf tonight. And they take the title match. Then I'd be fine with the Young Bucks winning because then you go to Revolution, Sting and Darby win, Sting gets retired as a champ, and then Darby finds a new partner. That's the other pivot pitch I have. And I would, I've been annoyed by the Young Bucks lately. I would love them if they did that. Oh, that'd be, that, that'd be the right kind of heat. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's like just good old fashioned heel heat. I'd, I'd be into that actually. Cause that's the member of the upper management stepping in on someone's title opportunity in their big finale. Like it would, it's almost too good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that uh yeah yeah um yeah i love swerve uh hangman uh would you compare hangman to like loosely like the drew mcintyre spot in any ways like he's like a a main eventer drew's fully heel Hangman Page hasn't done well, anything healy yet. Yeah, like, I mean, not, not as far as heel or baby face, but like, oh. as far as the spot that they're in, like they're they're yeah. main eventers. The, they're the not bottom like, of the bottom of the upper card. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I, I would agree with from. that. I would agree. I, with I that. see a lot of similarities in that sense of like how they're used, and he uh, feels like he could be at the top of the card if like things went bad you could put hangman page or drew mcintyre in and boom it's it's fixed because you got a top guy right there but he's just not the top guy but he could be mm-hmm. <laughs> they both could be yeah uh cool yeah just kind of how i felt about it um cool yeah after that uh we got tony storm uh she says diana perrazzo you're technical huh you're not the only one who can be technical. <laughs> see, and she slaps Luther. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, Mariah May asks if Tony watched her match on Saturday. Tony says, uh, "When you've seen one women's match, you've seen them all." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and for Diana, I will see you. I will hear you. I will sniff you. I will taste you. I'm- but first, you will see me. Luther, book me a public workout. It's time to show the people just how technical I am. Uh, and she needed gauze and cranberry juice. Uh, <laughs> I didn't overthink that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This was a, this was a segment where it just kind of hit me. like Because he had Swerve, who is my favorite wrestler in AEW right now. And he cut a really good promo because it felt real. And it was, you know, good with his character. And then literally next segment, you got this pantomime 
Tony Storm nonsense, which I also love. So I was like, it just kind of hit me. I was like, these are like back-to-back segments. Look, I love it. Maybe just don't do that because it, it it's messing jarring. With the, it's messing with the tone here. Like I took Swerve so seriously. And then you have Tony Storm cutting in and just being silly and saying, oh, once you see one women's match, you've seen it all. Like you can't just follow up with that. But like overall, this isn't going to matter. It was just like jarring, but it was still funny. Uh, yeah, love it. Love Tony Storm. Uh, man, I'm, I'm going back to uh, your pitch, Chandler, about her like snapping out of it. Yeah. For just a brief moment. I think that would work so good. Like the last minute or so of the match, she's like, What what where am I? Like, what's going on? And she's like, Deanna, like, what like what is this? And she's like, We're in AEW, we're having a match for your title. And she's like, Huh? Okay. And like she like grapples or whatever, and like she still wins. And then as soon as that music hits, she's back. And it's like, oh, I'm and it's like it doesn't like ah, oh, that's what I would like. I'd like her to get like hit with a devastated, devastating move to like bring her back to normal and then get hit with another move that like that would be bring her back. Maybe you do that like later on in another match. Like this is like she wins and she's immediately back, but then it's like you do it like early on, she gets knocked out, and then she's like, Oh, what the heck? I'm back again, and then knocked out again. She's immediately back on back to timeless. I like it because it's very it's very clear that this is a psyche break. She's not an actor. This yeah. is she she's having a mental breakdown, and we're all just laughing at it. So, are we the heels in this case? Uh, uh, what happened in the next match, Dave? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We got Red Velvet versus uh, Enhancement Talent Brooke Vixen, I believe. Vert Vixen. Oh, okay. It's all one uh, word. I, I wrote it and I was like, that sounds familiar and dirty. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I got but, close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get a uh, backstabber to uh, enhancement talent, then uh, stir it up uh, for the win. Uh, Red Velvet picking up a quick, easy win, uh, looking good. And she'll be. Uh, uh, oh yeah, she uh, kind of gets in the camera after the win and says she's going for gold. Uh, calls out all the all the women. Uh, my pitch would be for her to somehow be built credible enough to take that belt off Athena to get Athena back on AEW. Ooh, that's a good shout. I didn't even think about Athena, but again, there's still a Ring of Honor Women's TV title that they got to put on someone, right? Or does someone have it? Red Velvet can win that. She can have a big old long reign with that. But that wouldn't get Athena freed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Dude, I'm just like, I'm being the devil's advocate here, I guess. I'm Tony Khan. I'm shutting down your pitches like, well, I got this other belt. Come on. Maybe they can put uh, put Athena's belt onto uh, Eddie so he could just have another belt. Ooh. No, they make ah. another Ring of Honor women's title belt, and then they put that one on Eddie. <laughs> so he can have four belts. Ooh, anyway. Uh, we got our main event. 
Finally, uh, F- some stars. Finally. Woo. Uh, FTR and Daniel Garcia uh, versus Christian Cage, Kill Switch, and Nick Wayne. We get Daddy Magic on commentary, which I love even more every time I hear him. Uh, he's getting really good at the play-by-play, too. Yeah, it makes my uh, nipples fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real fluid. Uh, sounds great. Uh, I like Nigel. I wrote down here. He uh, <laughs> mentioned the uh, GFY School of Parenting. <laughs> Christian Cage should start. Uh, let's see. We got Nick Wayne slapping uh, Dax, but Dax tags Garcia instead of slapping him back. Uh and then when we got uh, Nick Nick Wayne and uh, Garcia together, uh, I wrote I got the three F's here. It was fresh. Uh, it was or let's see, it was fast. It was fresh, and it's the future. I was thinking of the future because they were yeah. in the little or they were the ending segment. I was like, this is the future. This is pretty cool, dude. Uh, Nick Wayne is like putting on a little bit of mass, like a little bit compared to his like first smash i've ever seen uh but yeah it's looking cool the future is looking great uh we get ftr and garcia uh dancing uh right when picture picture uh started uh garcia gets isolated but eventually gets a hot tag to cash uh ftr take down kill switch uh nick wayne hits a code red on dax he covers for two we got Dax Harwood superplexing Nick Wayne. Uh, he covers, but Kill Switch breaks up the cover. Uh, we got Dax uh, getting choke slammed by Kill Switch. Nick Wayne uh, swooped in and covered. Uh, Dax barely kicked out at two. We got Dax Harwood getting isolated, but makes a hot tag to Garcia. Uh, he gives Nick Wayne a Sido suplex. Uh, Garcia and Cash each give Nick Wayne and Killswitch uh, 10 punches to the head in the corner. Uh, Dax, uh, let's see, Cash dives on Killswitch on the outside, and Garcia gives Nick Wayne a sheer drop brain buster for a two count. Uh, we get this is awesome chanting from the crowd. Uh, Nick Wayne hits Wayne's World on Garcia, but Gar- Garcia flips over, getting Nick Wayne in a pinning predicament, and he got the win. Uh, cool, yeah. Uh, Garcia and Christian stared each other down, uh, kind of alluding to a TNT title match. Uh, I'm all for that. Should be great. Yeah, was it just? just a, oh. oh, go ahead, yeah. Chad. Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, this was just a good wrestling match, like a really good trios match. You know, it wasn't super story heavy. It was just a lot of really good characters and a lot of great action. Uh, uh, it was a good showcase, like you like you guys sent us said for the future. Uh, Garcia and Wayne, who I guess have actually fought a few times on the Indies too, like as far back as like when Nick Wayne was like sixteen or something crazy like that. So, uh, yeah, no, I just, I had a good time. Like I call this a popcorn match. I was just happy to just sit there and watch and just be like, wow, that was cool. And yeah, that, that's how I felt. What were you about to say Chandler? Oh, I was going to say it wasn't just a stare down. Couldn't you feel the intensity? 
Oh, I, I, I just loved how Daniel Garcia looked at him. Like they were all holding their hands up and he just wouldn't stop staring. He was, and Christian looks scared. So I'm excited, but I'm also like, I can't take a Daniel Garcia loss right now. Cause he, he's not going to win the first one, but oh, well, I'm still looking forward to it. It'll be a great match. Um, Early on, I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep track of everything because this is a 25-minute match and it's six people, so I'm just going to enjoy it like Chad was saying. But them doing the dance meant a lot. I always love it when someone does the silly Daniel Garcia dance, and that was probably the best. A lot of it was like Nigel on commentary, which I was keeping track of, which was always funny because during picture-in-picture, one of them, like – Nigel was like, oh, yeah, everyone's chanting for Christian every week. And then he finally comes back. And then Tony Schiavone's like, you're the only one chanting for Christian. I want to, on the record, once again, I'm chanting for Christian always. So that's two. Nigel's not alone. Uh, I just love him so much. He's doing so well right now. Uh, Mr. Cash Wheeler, I think Nick Wayne was going for his Wayne's World. And he caught him and hit him with a juicy power slam. I thought that was amazing. And I, I don't know. I really didn't have anything else to note about this match other than Garcia's pin. That's just a finisher now, right? Like, I don't think it's a roll-up anymore. That's just, it's always won, yeah. like, every match. So, like, that's basically his finisher. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to the future of this. It felt like a fresh start. But actually, though, it was a, it was a really fun match. And uh, looking forward to more FTRC versus the Patriarchy, potentially. Mm-hmm. Ooh, possible prediction going into um, your idea of him going for the TNT title. Uh, maybe he's the he's the next person to answer the Cope Open to try to uh, get in on the rankings and push uh, Copeland down. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd be all for yeah. that. I think uh, I think they're setting up a Daddy Magic heel turn in this uh, this match. I don't know if you heard, but it could have been just like bantering or just whatever but it genuinely did kind of sound like nigel mcginnis was convincing daddy magic of the patriarchy's greatness and by the end maybe i'm just getting worked as always but i was like he kind of sounds like he's into it so and like i also got little bad vibes from ftr in this match i don't know if you got them like they're a little jealous or something like maybe i'm reading way too much into it but like i just feel like like this is like Sami Zayn in the bloodline. I feel like something's going to pop and I don't know what. So I don't know who's And I don't like, I don't know if they're setting it up. So I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but it feels like somebody's going to turn on Danny Garcia. Huh. I wasn't I, catching those vibes, but uh, interesting. Now I'm going to keep my eye out for it. Could have been just me. Maybe it's like FTR, just surly men. And so no matter what they look like, they look like they're mad. And so they could look at Garcia and be like, I'm so happy to work with you, man. I think that we're a really good trios match. I think we're a really good trios team. And like they were being honest and sincere and I just took it the wrong way. But all in all, pretty good episode of Collision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I kind of needed something positive. A lot of people are kind of been taken out of the wrestling world. Uh, Like even uh, uh, Conrad, uh, you know, the podcast king was like, man, I'm uh, he doesn't didn't even want to like watch. He's like, should I stop like watching wrestling? Like because of the whole lawsuit and all that stuff, like made wow. him so sick, sick to his stomach. And 
he got over it like but he was going like i don't know how many multiple podcasts he does with different former wrestlers or whatever mm-hmm. but he had mentioned it on quite a few of them uh that it wow. just made him, took him out of it so uh i think that's fair you know i I wouldn't say Conrad is in the biz, but he's definitely at least researched it, known it, and been around it. Like yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying he's not in it, but he's been around it for decades at this point. So he's on that Meltzer scale, so he knows. And so for him to be like, I kind of like, I might step away. I think that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, Ric Flair is his father-in-law. Oh, I didn't even know that. What the hell? He's in the business. He's in Chandler. the business. Yeah. What do I know? He is, He's in like, the- <laughs> he owns like the original winged eagle, the original big gold belt. Yeah, he's got uh, a badass collection. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh I guess I don't yeah. know as much about Cameron Thompson as I thought. I thought like see, I still wouldn't like as much as Dave Meltzer knows or claims to know, I still wouldn't call him in the biz. He's around it. He's a part of it. He's not in it. But it seems like Conrad is a little bit higher up. But yeah, He's, um, uh, Andrade's I, brother-in-law. Wow. Basically, I would, uh, I would definitely say that I wasn't really looking forward to Revolution and Dynamite and Collision. I'm starting to look forward to it. I, I think we've got clear paths, and maybe a match or two might not be my thing, but for the most part, I think it's been a good build, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's fair. We need to uh, figure out the TBS title. Uh, I'm sure that'll be dynamite. Something will happen to uh, trigger that. Um, yeah. What what other titles do we got? Well, trios uh, that could potentially be the number one contenders versus uh, the acclaimed, um, or the the uh, Bang Bang Gang might turn on them before them. Be- yeah. Turn on them before then. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great man. I don't know. Actually. It's too early. I, I like. I think there's too much they can do with this faction, and they don't know what to do, and so they might just have them turn. Yeah. Is, so that's. I'd like him to drag it out to like, all in, do something big at that. Maybe that's what the match is. Like they have at least a couple pay per views where they work together. You could do a big 12-man tag for Forbidden Door. That would be Ooh. really good. Think about all those names in there, like Jay White, Billy Gunn. You could have three people from New Japan, three people from CMLL. You're forgetting about the most obvious opponents that they forgot all about. Everyone forgot. Who well, Adam Cole's still injured, so they're not going to do that. <laughs> the Devil think... Dumpling Gang. Uh, That's another... Man, it was so awesome when they came out immediately and they're like, oh, we're coming after you. And then it was like, ooh, we might team up. And then they forgot. But it's also like, you know, if I was beat up by these guys and then I saw what they were doing, I wouldn't feel the need to get my revenge because they're goobers right now. Yeah. So it's like, it's like if you saw your high school bully and he was like homeless and like, you know, asking for money for fentanyl, you wouldn't really like, you're like, nah, I don't need to like, win i already did so yeah right right uh yeah yeah um kind of relating to our main event uh 
think I read that Cash Wheeler will definitely be having to deal with his uh, charge for uh, yeah. assault yeah. Yeah. with yeah. A brandishing forward. a weapon. Uh, he could have to maybe miss some TV time, too, they're saying. Uh, so, yeah, could we get Dax and Garcia teaming up for a while? That could be fun. I don't know. Maybe that's something they're setting up as a backup. Like, hey, they're already together. Garcia's already over. FTR is over. If we have to pull Cash Wheeler out, we can just say, oh, he's injured. And then sub them in. They're in the tag team division now. Like, you can easily do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Want to talk about that big announcement? What we think it might be? Mercedes Monet. Uh, I read a pretty interesting article. Uh, it had like five possibilities of what it could be. Uh, one that I really liked. Uh, I don't think it will be. Uh, you know, I, I would prefer Monet or a streaming deal or something like that. But the return of AEW Dark kind of caught my eye. Like they got to oh, start cool. padding these records now, you know. Uh I don't know how they could make it cooler than it was other than it doesn't need to be on TV unless they put it on like the one of those other weird like true TV or HD, whatever. I you know what I mean? Destination in America, like one of well, those channels. Well, a Warner Brother owned. Oh, yeah, channel. yeah. Uh, like true TV would be great. And I always... I think I mentioned this back years ago when me and Chad were just simple viewers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I wanted a true, uh, a show on true TV and have a, the true champion. I think mm, that, right. That would be fun. Just take CM Punk's one with the X in it. <laughs> it's the true championship. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, YouTube would be good. I mean, they couldn't go wrong with making it pretty much exactly like it was before. Um, I liked that they were at the old, uh, what was it? The Orlando yeah, set. Yeah. Uh, wasn't WCW Saturday night there originally or. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah Universal I, it, Studios. Yeah. 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 Back when they were cost cutting and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. I liked, uh, I don't think they need elevation and dark. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they should have daddy magic, uh, commentary and man, I'm not sure who else, uh, Tony, Storm. not Shivani who Tony, Tony Storm. Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great on commentary. Tony Storm, Moxley, Danielson, just throw well, it was originally that. like that. Was, that's what Paul White was doing, right? Paul White and Ma Daddy Magic were Elevation. Yeah. Uh, Excalibur and Taz were Dark. Although it was technically Dark Elevation and Dark, which I didn't really I, understand. I don't get it. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's an interesting idea. I didn't even think about introducing another show. But yeah, you have all these people like Red Velvet and... Mark Briscoe, you can't put them on Dynamite and Collision and Rampage every week, I guess. So you got to put them. I would disagree Ooh. with that statement, but that's what we see is they're not on TV every week. So at least they'd be getting wins. Or maybe a women's show could be the announcement. Ooh. Like 
here comes Mercedes Monet and uh, I I don't know. I don't know if you need to make like, another show. I would turn one of your shows into that, you know? Like Yeah, well, maybe Rampage is now going to be, you know. And then bring back Dark for the uh padding of the numbers. Mhm. I'd be fine with that. I think it I think I'd still prefer something like Monet or a streaming deal cuz I'm not the biggest fan of fight TV, but dark would be interesting. Any yeah. other ideas? Maybe it is Okada. Cause I think that one comes up in February too, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. He's a free agent. Yeah. I, just, I have a hard time getting my hopes up for anything. Yeah. The announcer will just be like, Hey everybody, I have a big announcement. I had a bagel for breakfast, and then I had a bowel movement. Make sure to buy Wembley tickets. They're on sale. Uh, it could be another uh, little sneaky pay-per-view that they're trying to insert oh, before. Yeah. Uh, well, not Revolution, but when would in you between Revolution and uh, Double or Nothing. Is that a two-month-long stretch? Because you don't have anything for April? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe. Maybe put on a show called like AEW Mania. Two-night event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. That'll work. What if it's like a uh, Hall of Fame and Sting's the first member? That'd be mm. cool. I'm okay with that. Dude, they're, they've been around for five years now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't, you know, compared to WWE, duh, that's not a that's lot. That's so impressive, though. You made that's... it five years. That's mm-hmm. kind of badass. Most businesses don't make it past the first. Most wrestling promotions don't make it past the first, probably. I don't have numbers to back that up, but we hear way more about them failing than them succeeding. You got to give props to TNA. How many times do them. people write them off? How many times did Hulk Hogan try to kill it himself? Like, <laughs> wow. they should have put yeah. the belt on him. Yep. Oh, can you believe that people, I being one of those people, actually thought Hulk Hogan was going to be in the Rumble? Yeah, people thought he he te- he like funny. teased it because he was like, <laughs> "You never know, brother. I might have another one in me." And I was like, "If." That music hits because then it would be like, and I didn't come up with this, so I'm not claiming it, but it would be like the gimmick battle royal from WrestleMania 17 where Iron Sheik had to win because he couldn't take the bump. So Hulk Hogan has to win. First one with four Rumble win. No, he would only be at three. Damn. None back to back. No, uh, he did. Yeah, he was for. He did like the first back to back. I think. Oh, really? I think he did eighty nine to ninety or ninety to ninety one. I kept hearing Stone Cold was the only other person than Cody. Nope, Sean. uh, Stone Cold's the only one to win three. Yeah, that's his distinction. Because not in a row. Two in a row. I thought he won ninety seven, ninety eight. He did. He did two in a row, and then there's one more. Yeah. 2001. Yeah. yeah. I, I had to go back because it was um, Sean won 95-96. That was the second time someone did two back at the back. And then it was Luger and Brett for 94. Then it was Yokozuna for number 93. 
Then it was Flair for 92. And then I think Hogan was 91, 90. But he was yeah. champ, so it kind of didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad he didn't come uh, limping, limping out there. Yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. You know what I've completely forgotten about in all of this? I keep on pitching that Ric Flair is going to be Sting's last opponent. You think that still might happen? <laughs> I think there's still a fraction. Like, it wouldn't work if the Bucks beat them. And then he's like, oh, I got to have one more. It would just kind of feel, like, sad. But I think any Ric Flair match would feel sad. But I still think they do it. They're not going to let it. No way. Oh, they might. hardly even trot him out there anymore. Yeah, oh, they might. Wait, what if they're like holding him back now? Because they're like, we know we're gonna have him one more, one more match. It's because he's just in training. He's just out at the Ooh. gym. Everything. Taking bumps, taking bumps. That's where Jay Lethal's been. Exactly. <laughs> Someone's got to train. That's where Jeff Jarrett's been. Dude, I need Jeff Jarrett wrestling a damn match on my television. Let me just tell you, it's been a while. Get him in that triple threat. Make it a four way. Make it a King of the Mountain match. He's undefeated in those. Uh, yeah. I love Jeff Jarrett. My God. Uh, cool. Yeah. Not a lot of AEW news. I've been like really trying to look for some. Nothing too, uh, nothing too big. Mr. Will Ospreay is supposed to come in soon, but we say that every podcast. So it's whenever he shows up at this point. Yeah. He'll be there. Um, yeah, I think they're going to try to build anything for Revolution for him, or is he just going to like have a cold thing, almost like surprise opponent for him? I, this Jericho Gallus stuff, I think that's the only thing that could be built. That is the only uh, thing that could be building to, because no one's like, unless it's like the Cope Open, where Adam Copeland is like, oh, I don't have a match. Like, let's say they do Garcia Christian for the TNT title at Revolution. Copeland's like, oh, I guess I'm still not up the rankings. Oh, whatever. I'll have another Cope open. That's where Mr. William Osprey comes in. That would be good. I'd be um, down for that. So, yeah, you have two possible ways right now that they're selling, or they could just have him come in and go, all right, find me an opponent. Would they risk making Copeland have to go all the way to the bottom again by losing to Osprey. It's just an idea. There's no way Osprey is losing that. <laughs> what? Copeland wins, brother. Brother, he ain't doing that J-O-B. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, I hate to say it, it all kind of depends on this Jericho match. I think if <laughs> I think I'm like oh, so much is writing for this stupid Jericho match. That is so depressing. He could have just kept him off a of TV coat, Tony Khan. Get him a new gimmick. Yeah, next uh next Jericho match. Uh he he like he should walk out, then just the rock should walk out and put his arm around him and walk him back in, and then then the rock should fight to cash back. <laughs> uh, there's, I, I do love this meme now of like the rock coming out and taking someone's title shot and like giving them a handshake and like I like that now like Swerve will, you watch, Swerve, 
Swervel beat watch? Hangman. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Swervel beat. Swervel beat Hangman like clean as a whistle. And then The Rock will come out and be like, I need that title shot, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, did you see that where they dubbed Christian Cage saying, Go F yourself when Rock leans in and whispers? Oh, that's funny. I just like all the like like guesses of like what did the rock say to him and he's like oh can you go charge my phone in the back i forgot to like can you go can you go put, get me a cup of coffee oh tony looked like a dumbass a dumb ass like the damage is done even if they're gonna pivot or that was the plan the whole time they damage was done he looked like a moron there's a I, again. The point is, there's a million different ways you could have gotten to this match, and they're taking the worst way. Yeah. So felt bad for him, like, and I hadn't felt bad for him in a long time. Oh, you're feeling feelings for Cody. That's how good he is. <laughs> you're getting worked, brother. This is this is real well, life adversity. Secretly, I just want him to be all elite again. Do you think? Do you think Rock was like, I don't know, man. You haven't had enough adversity yet. I think he could deal with another year of Two it. years. Two <laughs> years he's been fighting for this. How about the year, the years and years of him on the indie making their competition? How about that? Like, can we count that too? No, it's he not had to enough be Stardust. He yeah, had to be how far? Stardust. How far back do we got to go back? But no, it's not enough for this guy. Yeah, handsome what? Cody Rhodes. I want to say, oh. like, what Roman Reigns, what adversity did Roman Reigns have to go to through, right? Because he was pushed to the top immediately, but he was booed for, like, four years straight. So I've always had this, like, theory. I've never really talked to anyone about it because it's just complete, like, psycho schizo stuff. But it's like, what if they had some agreement with Reigns? Like, we're going to make you, like, in that 2000 and, like, late 2010s run where he's getting booed at every show he's at and like he's getting horrible treatment they're like you gotta bear it now on the back end we'll give you something and this is that something this is that payback for those years and years of booze not like like wwe is like sorry we put you through that we're gonna we're gonna let you beat hogan you'll be third in that list Man, no, I, I have no patience. Oh, what were you saying? Well, I keep going back to like how dumb he looked. Like they made him look dumber than he did with a rubber chicken three feet from his head in the middle of the ring, trying to pretend like he's knocked out. Like mm. somehow he looked dumber on SmackDown than that. <laughs> Like, I couldn't believe it. And, like, you could see it in his face. He wasn't that's, hiding anything. That's kind of how I felt, like, watching WrestleMania 39. Like, I kind of, I didn't know. I didn't have it spoiled. But looking in his eyes, it's like, oh, he kind of looks dead inside. Oh, yeah. And, so, sometimes people just come out with Lou's face. And, like, yeah, they, they, do, they, no, they just can't hide it. Well, I genuinely believe Cody's a great actor. I think it just gets to a point where they're like, oh, by the way, you're losing. And oh, by the way, The Rock is coming in. And he's just like, okay, all right. Like, at least I'm not Stardust. I bet you that's his mindset right now. Like, at least I'm not in that paint. 
I like. I hate to agree with all the the Attitude Era wrestlers where we need people to politic, but we kind of need people to like. Cody Rhodes needed to be like that. Don't work for me, brother. Right. Just have it like. Do what Punk did. Go to a Dynamite taping and just say hi. See what's going on. But let them know, hey, I got conversations with them. Is anything known about Cody's contract? Was it a two, a three, five? Probably five years. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Sorry, lot of money. He's, he'll be back. He's, he'll uh, be back to AW. Send, sending TK text right now. So uh, you still got the Cody elevator? Can I come back, please? If I sign a new contract, can I win the world title, please? Man, now my ultimate bucket list is seeing the AEW World Championship around Cody Rhodes' waist. Wow. That's what I need to see. That's like hearing Judas at Mania. It might happen. I don't know. I I wouldn't predict it. (laughs) I think I would say, and again, this is all big ifs, if they pivot or if they're planning to pull a Daniel Bryan and make it a triple threat, Cody will be a WWE four lifer. They might have him go down for like whenever they make a hall of fame or they have a 10 year anniversary or something, but he will be a WWE lifer. If they go with this rock Roman bullshit, yeah, he's back to AEW by the time his contract's out. That's, that's what I would say. Uh, kind of another topic, uh, I heard some chatter about maybe AJ Styles not sticking around. Have you heard anything? No, not at this point. He likes WWE is easy. He gets to work like one day a week. He said this, like he gets to be with his kids. He gets to watch his kids football game. Like, no, he's not leaving. Like, Would you say it's uh, easy, lazy American wrestling? I did have that in my re- <laughs> my notes where I was like, ooh, we're taking shots, are we, Mox? But he's not wrong. I wouldn't call him lazy, but I would maybe call it, like, safe. But... Yeah, when I, whenever I do go back and watch it, it, it always takes me a minute to, like, get back into their match style. Like, after watching so much AEW, I'm always like, okay, like... For them, it's like the drama, what happens in between the moves, you know, the facial expressions and the acting. Like, it's not just a million miles a minute. And like, I still enjoy it, but it definitely takes me a minute to like quit staring at my phone and shit. Yeah. Where's the poison ranas? Where's my Frankensteiners? Where are my burning hammers? Oh, they're not gonna do that. Except for Bad Bunny, he gets to do whatever he wants. He could probably start hitting pile drivers if he wanted to. Oh, all right, gentlemen. You got anything else uh, to add to our amazing show? No. Um, I think I'm spent. What do you guys think about this WrestleMania debacle? Who would you have? Would you have Rock and Roman just carry on? Do you want to see Cody and Seth wrestle again? Because there are people that are like that. There are people that just think Rock and Roman is the main event. It's the NLB also. It should. And then, to some people, Cody and Seth is satisfying. I am not those people, but they're out there. there Uh, Cool. Well, I think uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, like, 
and yeah, we'll uh, have another Dynamite review coming up uh, a bit later in the week. Uh, cool. All right. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chandler. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. 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 All right. That'll do it. And thank you all for watching. And have a good one. Bye. Peace. Bye-bye.